Welcome to Directions in Rashi, a podcast that will help you understand individual comments from Rashi throughout the Chumash, and that will also introduce you to some of the general principles which I feel uh, directed Rashi in his creation of his commentary, and that will help us to understand his commentary better all around. Welcome. Today's year will be on Parshas Lech Lecha. Parshas Lech Lecha includes the famous story of the war between the five kings and the four kings, a war in which Abraham became involved because his nephew Lot was taken as a captive. And Abraham and his Ebed Eliezer uh, were certainly the principals in this fight. However, other, however, uh, how many others were involved is, is debatable according to Rashi and Midrashim. But certainly Avram and Eliezer uh, were involved in this war and they were victorious. And they managed to return Lot from captivity and uh, they won the war. And then the Pasuk says, Achar hadvarim ha'eva. After these things, after this war, Hoyod var Adonai Avram, the word of Hashem came to Avram, Mor in a vision saying, Altira Avram, do not fear Avram, Anochim Magenlach, I am your shield, I will protect you, Sarcha Harbe Maod, your reward is very great. And let's continue. Pasik base. Vayemer Avram. And Avram said, Aranoi Elohim, my master, God, Matitan Li, what can you give me? What kind of reward can you give me? That I am going childless. I don't have any children. Rashi explains the word Ariri, in fact, means destroyed. I am going about in a state of destruction because I do not have any children. When Meshek Beisi and the person who conducts the affairs of my household, who Damesek Eliezer? Who is it? It's this Damesek Eliezer. So Rashi explains this phrase, Damesek Eliezer, in three different ways. Let's take a look at Rashi's three explanations. Damesek, Lafia Targum, according to the Aramaic translation of the Torah of Unculus, Mi Damesek So this Eliezer came from the city of Damesek. And, okay, that's why he's called Damesek Eliezer. Well, if he Midrash Agada, according to the Midrash, this is a Midrash Rabbah, Shiradaf Hamalachim at Damesek. He's called Damesek because he chased after the kings all the way to Damesek. Over Talmud, and in the, in the Gemara, Mesechta Yuma, Dorshu, the Chachamim expounded, Noitrikoin. They explain this word of Damesek as a notarikon, as a as a, uh, a compound word. You have to break the word down into smaller pieces. Damesek is dole umashke. Eliezer ladled up and gave to drink mitoras rabbi liachedim from the Torah of his master to others. So, according to the third explanation, the explanation of the Gemara. Eliezer is called Damesek because he was able to, so to speak, ladle up from the delicious soup of the Torah of Abraham 
and he was able to ladle it and then give it out as drink to others. Now, the question I would like to raise is as follows. Certainly the, the simple thrust of the Pasuk, the simple thrust of Abraham's statement here is that he is registering a, a sort of a complaint. He's saying, Hashem, what, what could you possibly give me if I don't have any children? And all I have is this domestic Eliezer. Uh, when I say a complaint, I don't mean he's a crybaby and he's a complainer, but he's saying, he's hinting to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, uh, whatever you give me, it doesn't really, it doesn't really add up to much if I don't have a, my own child. And all I have is this domestic Eliezer. Now, if we look at the three explanations that Rashi gives, it's not so simple, according to all of them, how this is a complaint. Let's take a look at all three. Of course, some of them are easier to explain as a complaint more than others, and some of them, it requires quite a bit of thought to understand what chisorin, uh, what lack in Eliezer is Abraham pointing to. Let's take a look at Rashi's first explanation. He says, he quotes the Targum, that Eliezer, he refers to as Damesic Eliezer, because Eliezer came from Damesic. Now, okay, so he came from Damesic. Is that so bad? Is that a, uh, is there something wrong with coming from Damesic? So I would say these, the, probably the simplest explanation of this would be based on a Rashi in the previous Pasuk in the pre previous uh, part of the Pasuk. Rashi says, Uven Meshek Beisi, now he explains the phrase Uven Meshek Beisi, which I translated as the, the one who is conducting the affairs of my house. Rashi says, Kitargumai, again here, we should follow the Targum, we should follow Onkelis, Shekol Beisi Nizayin Alpiv. Ben Meshek is the person that my entire household is fed and provided for according to his word. And he explains Kamo, like we find a Pasuk in regards to Yosef, when Yosef was in charge of feeding the whole land of Mitzrayim during the years of famine, it says, Vyalpicha Yishak. Paro said to Yosef, by your mouth, meaning by your command, Yishak Kolami, my, my nation will be provided for. And Arashi paraphrases, Apotropisually. Well, Avram meant to say that Eliezer is his apotropis, he is his uh, guardian, he is his, um, his representative who uh, cares for his affairs on his behalf. Now, the Elo Hoyali Bain, and if I would have a son, Hoya Beni Mamuna Al Shali, then then my son would be the one who would be appointed upon uh, to, to oversee all of my affairs. So when, when Avram says Damesek uh, Eliezer, it's not because there's something wrong about being from Damesek, but what he means to say is, he's not my own. And if I would have my own, then I wouldn't have any need for this foreigner from Damesek. Nothing against foreigners, but certainly I would have preferred to have my own son in this position. So that's the quote unquote complaint, according to the first shot in Rashi. Now let's go to the second shot. Rashi says, according to the Midrash, Eliezer is called Domestic Eliezer, 
because he chased those kings all the way to Damascus. Now, this needs a little bit of explanation. That's not a bad thing. Um, however, we will explain it. Uh, Avram thought it was a worthwhile cause to get involved in that war. Certainly, once you get involved in a war, the idea is to win it. And Eliezer was Meisun Nefesh. He, he put his life in danger and he was successful. He was a successful warrior. So what's wrong? Why is Avram saying, well, what's the use? You can give me anything in the world. All I have is this domestic Eliezer. All I have is this. Well, what's wrong? He's a very successful person. I asked him to, I, I, I gave him this very important task of conducting this war for me, and he did it magnificently. Perhaps one can say that what, what Avram Avinu meant here is that he is saying, that's the sum total. That's the greatest thing that Eliezer ever did, is that he won a war. That's, that's not what I'm looking for. Avram is a very spiritual person. I'm looking for a son who could, who could continue, who could expand my, my belief system, who could pass it on to future generations, who could spread it about through the world, who could spread the truth of my belief in one God. What do I have? I have a warrior. He's a good warrior. I thank him for it. But that's not what I want. Perhaps one can say like that. In addition, I found a comment, one of the commentators, one of the classic and standard commentators on the Midrash is known as Perish Mahazu or Mahazav. Those are the initials for Moreno Haravzev Wolf Einhorn, Zechreino the Bracha, who passed away in the year 1862. He wrote a commentary on the whole Midrash Rabbah, very fascinating commentary. And he explains that from this, based on the, based on the fact that Eliezer chased the, the, the kings all the way to Damascus and was able to wage successfully this very difficult war against these very mighty enemies. So the Mahazab says, that's a proof that a Kodesh Baruch Hu wanted, wanted Eliezer to inherit Avraham. You see that Kodesh Baruch Hu did Nisim, Kodesh Baruch Hu did miraculous things on behalf of Eliezer. So Avraham understood that that's a sign, that's a show of favor from a Kodesh Baruch Hu to Eliezer, that Eliezer is the one who should inherit him. And this Avraham was not pleased with. This he, he wanted his own son to inherit him, not somebody else. The most difficult of the three Shatam of Rashi to understand, in my humble opinion, is the third. Let's take a look again. Over Talmud, in the Gemara, Dorshu Neitzrikon, they explain this word, Damesek, as a compound of several words. Doile umashke mitores rabbi liacherem. That Eliezer dipped in and gave to drink from the Torah of his master, of his Rebbe, to others. Now, this seems to be a wonderful, a wonderful compliment, a wonderful thing to say about Eliezer, that Eliezer was a Talmud Chacham. The Gemara in Yoma says he was zokin v'yeshev v'yeshiva. He was like a, an elder Talmud Chacham who sits in the yeshiva and delivers his, uh, his expositions of the Torah. He was a great Talmud Chacham. And he was doyle umashke mitoras rabbe And he was able to give over 
the Torah of his Rebbe, Avram Avinu, to others. So what is, so what is Avram Avinu complaining about? It's true, he wanted a son, but I mean, why do you complain in this nusach, in this, in this manner of speech? You say, oh, Hashem, what's it all worth? What can you possibly give me? All I have is domestic Eliezer. All I have is this fantastic Talmud Chacham who spreads my Torah to the world, which is my whole being. That's, that's what I want to do. I want to spread the emes. I want to spread my true beliefs to the whole world. That's Avraham Avinu's whole mission. So what, what's the complaint? If he's complaining that, that he doesn't have a son, he should not refer to, to Eliezer as Damesic. That's a very strange thing to mention in this context. I saw in the Sefer Tamad de Kroa by Chaim Kanievsky, he should be well, that he addresses a different question, but he addresses this Rashi. He asked Akasha, how could Rashi, really it's the Gemara in Yoma, how could Rashi say that Eliezer taught Avraham's Torah to other people, but there's a Gemara in Ksubais, that Chof Chof Ches Amir Aleph, Rabbi Yeshua ben Levi says, It is forbidden for a person to teach to his Evid Kanani Torah. You're not allowed to teach an Evid Kanani Torah. Now, an Evid Kanani is uh, almost a full Jew. He's not just some non-Jew that you enslave and, and he works for you. An Evid Kanani must, must go to the mikveh and he undergoes a sort of giyur, a sort of conversion, and he is obligated in all the mitzvahs, except the mitzvahs asesha as man groma, except those positive mitzvahs that depend on time, the same, those same mitzvahs that Jewish women are exempt from, so the Evid Knani is also exempt from. But that's still, that's a lot of mitzvahs. He's basically obligated in all mitzvahs, except for a few exceptions. Still, it is also the Lamdei Torah. You're not permitted to give the Torah to him. That, that's not for him. So Rav Chaim if you're not allowed to teach your Evid Torah, so how did Eliezer know all this Torah? And he was able to ladle, he was able to stick his ladle into Abraham Avinu's big soup pot and give out the Torah to others. So Rav Chaim says, it must be that Eliezer, Abraham Avinu didn't teach him Torah, but when Abraham Avinu was learning Torah. And when Avraham Avinu was teaching Torah to others, Eliezer always made sure to listen. Eliezer would, Eliezer loved Torah, and he would make sure to be around, and he would listen and pick up on it. That's, that, that's not forbidden for him to learn Torah. It's forbidden for the master to teach him Torah. So Eliezer became a great Talmud Chacham, and he was even able to give over the Torah that he learned from Abraham, Abraham Avinu to others, but Abraham Avinu did not transgress the prohibition of teaching the Torah to Eliezer. Now, according to this, perhaps we can say that even though Eliezer became a Talmud Chacham, and even though presumably Abraham Avinu was, was very proud of him and very happy about this, because Eliezer was able to disseminate Avraham's Torah. He was able to disseminate Avraham's beliefs, his true beliefs. Nonetheless, uh, because Avraham only had 
Eliezer, and he didn't have a son, he was missing out on one of the very important mitzvahs of the Torah. The Rambam tells us in Hilchus Talmud Torah that Kotam Ovid Chayiv the Lamde, that a child, the father, is obligated to teach Torah to him. As it says, You shall teach these words of Torah to your children. There's an obligation on the father to teach his son Torah. It's true, Eliezer picked up a lot of Torah from Avraham Avinu, but not through the mitzvah of Avraham teaching it to him, and certainly not through the special mitzvah of Avraham teaching it to his own son. And so perhaps that's what Avraham Avinu was, quote-unquote, complaining about over here. By the way, if we, if we follow this argument, I think we see a, a chiddush in this mitzvah of teaching one's son Torah. The mitzvah is not the end result of having a son who is a Talmud Chacham. That would certainly be a wonderful thing. Uh, every, I mean, every father who, who has uh, the spirit of Torah in him would, would love to see his, his sons be Talmud Chachamim. But that is not in and of itself the mitzvah. The mitzvah is not the end result. The mitzvah is the hishtadlus. The mitzvah is the effort that the father puts in to teach Torah to the children. Whether, in fact, they learn it, that's not really the, 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 the mitzvah itself. That's not the essence of the mitzvah. If they learn it somewhere else without the father having any role in that, the father didn't pay the teachers, the father didn't arrange for the teachers, well, then that's very nice that he has a son who's a Talmud Chacham. I'm sure that reflects well on the father, but it, he didn't do the mitzvah of teaching Torah to his son. He's still lacking that mitzvah. And on the other hand, if he was involved in teaching the son Torah, and for whatever reason the son didn't uh, develop into much of a Talmud Chacham, or not at all, the father still has the merit of that mitzvah of teaching Torah to his son. This is, in fact, uh, many svarim it, it discusses that in general, when it comes to mitzvahs, the, the effort is more important and more essential than the accomplishment. Our job is to do. What the, what the ultimate success of our actions is not in our hands. I would like to say one more possible explanation for this Rashi about somewhat similar to what Rabbi Chaim is saying, a little bit different. There is a well-known story about Rav Yitzhak Hutner, great uh, Rosh Yeshiva of Yeshiva's Rabbi Chaim Berlin, where I learned I didn't only met him once, I'd only just said hello to him once or, two, once or, two, once or, once or twice, but uh, certainly I heard a lot of his Torah in my Yeshiva years. So there's a story that he once uh, asked a young Talmud, let's say maybe a boy in high school or even younger, and he said to him, you know, you go to my yeshiva, you go to your Rebbe in the morning, you learn Torah. In the afternoon, you have the English classes, you have general studies classes. He said, how would you describe the difference between the way your Rebbe teaches you Torah and the way the English teacher teaches you English and social studies and science and math and so on? So this young boy, he said to the Rosh Yeshiva, he said, I'll give you a marshal. I can compare it to something. The English teacher is like the cook in the yeshiva. 
he takes different foods, he cuts them up, he, he spices them. Uh, sometimes in the yeshiva, they don't do such a good job at that. But he puts together the different foods as best he can, and he puts it on the plate, and he gives it to you, and you eat it, and it nourishes you. It's very good for you. That's the English teacher. But the Rebbe is like a mother who is nursing the child. She's not just giving the child food. She is giving of herself. She is giving of her own essence, is going into that child. The child is being nurtured from the mother, from the mother's essence itself. That's what the Rebbe is like. And it could be, this is the chesorah, this is the lack that Avraham Aminu saw in Eliezer. And he pointed this out, Avraham Aminu, by saying, by using this, this way of speaking, by calling Eliezer, domestic Eliezer, that he is doyla umashke mitoros rabbi Yes, Eliezer was a great man. Eliezer was able to dip into this vat of soup meaning into the Torah of Avram Avinu, and to give it out to others. And they would also then have the spiritual nourishment of the Torah of Avram Avinu. But it's only passing it on from one place to another. When Avram Avinu gave of his Torah to Eliezer, whether it was directly, or as Rav Chaim Kanievsky said, it had to be indirectly, but he was not giving to Eliezer of his essence. That's something that you give to a regular Talmud or to a son. That that ability to give over what's within oneself, that's something that, that one can do to a, with, a, with a son. That's something that one can do with a Talmud because a Talmud is like a son. It says, with an Evid Knani, such as Eliezer, that was that that aspect of Talmud Torah was missing. With Eliezer, Avraham Avinu was like the, the cook in yeshiva. Yeah, he put together the different pieces, the Torah here, the Torah there, this idea, that idea. He put it on a platter. He was able to hand it to Eliezer. Eliezer was able to, to taste it and understand it and pass it on to the next person. But there was no, there was no transmission of Abraham's essence into Eliezer. And perhaps that is what was lacking. And Dafka specifically, Abraham Avinu was very specific according to this piece of Gemara in Mesech de Yoma. That is expressed by the phrase, Damesek Eliezer. Thank you for listening to Directions in Rashi with Yochanan Joseph author of the book Directions in Rashi, available from Feldheim Publications. Production aspects were carried out by Minagain Music. Visit them online by going to facebook.com slash